Day. Yes, it's a good thing. And you know I don't do the traditional. We're going on into our 12th step, and then we'll do the Mother's Day after, okay? One of the things that we are doing here is we are trying to better ourselves in life, in life's journey. And when you get to the 12th step, and we're about to end that, and I know you all are probably really excited about us ending it. No, say no. Because no. if you get too happy saying yes, I'll start all over again, so you don't want to do that. So we're at the 12th step, and one of the things that that we need, and I talk about all the time, is when you pray, you should ask God to give you a spiritual revelation. A spiritual revelation to uh, wake you up and to guide you in the direction that he would have you to go. In the 12th step, it says, had a spiritual awakening. Now, if it says you had a spiritual awakening, that means you must have been asleep. Does that make sense? And so uh, we, we, we're not going to be long, but we're going to try to wake you up. Now, if it, it has have a spiritual awakening. And to, uh, say that, spiritual awakening. So if we have to have a spiritual awakening, that means we have been asleep. And it says in King James Version in, in Ephesians 5 and 14 says, Therefore he said, Awake, that thou sleepest, and rise from the dead and Christ will give you life. The Bible is even telling us there that we have been asleep and dead, and it says it's time to wake up. And I'm not going to say we because I, I didn't woke up, all right? So you all that are dead need to wake up. And the only reason you can wake up is to have a spiritual revelation. And the only way that can happen is you allow Christ through the Holy Spirit to wake you up. But as I want it to be very plain, so I think uh, uh, we'll have to use another version that will help you to understand this better. And it comes from the message, because you want to understand it better, right? right? All right, so the message says it this way, and maybe you can get a better understanding. Here we go. Wake up from your sleep. Say, so wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffin. Uh, I like that. That's really good. Wake up from your sleep and climb out of your what? Coffin. That means your spiritual coffin or your emotional coffin that's got you, get where I'm coming from? So it's time for us. We want to be, we can't have a powerful church unless we have powerful people. The reason the churches are, all churches and all religions are, are, are losing members is because the members are asleep. You see? And if you read the rest of that scripture, which we will, once we wake up as the, in the body of Christ, then we walk in the light of Christ, then people will follow us. Now, people are not going to follow anybody that's living as dark as they're living. Isn't that right? So there has to be a reason. So we should be the light. Go ahead and finish that, please. Yes, and it says, once we climb out of your coffins, Christ will show you the light. Once we climb out of our coffin, Christ will show us the light. And this is what we want to do. There's too much going on in America. Agree. Let's don't even go to America. Kansas City, right? And we're we seeing all this stuff going on. It's time for us to wake up. And once we wake up and get out of our spiritual coffin and wake up and get the light of Christ, then lives will change because they'll see our life changing. The worst thing is if somebody to tell somebody how to do something and they're looking at your life and they see all the darkness you're in and, and you want to tell them to live in the light. Does that make sense to what I'm saying here? And, you know, I, uh, I'm getting, for me, I went to, Brother Trevor invited me to a banquet at Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, uh, last Sunday, and, and he almost made me cry. 
because he used me, I call it a tribute, he gave a tribute to his coach and his pastor. And in doing that, uh, all of the things that he has been successful in doing, he allowed me to be a part of that. And, you know, he's very successful on his job, and he's very successful what he does that. Well, he, he, when he talked about me, I was looking at that, and I felt so good that I could have been a light in his life. Do you see? That, he, that I could be a light in his life. Now, the key to it is who's following you. You see, who would come in here and stand up and say, you've been a light in my life? You know why? If, they, if nobody can say that about you, get out of your coffin. Get out of your coffin. Wake up. It's time for us as a body of Christ to wake up so other people can see the light and follow us to Christ. Does that make sense? Right. I'm going to take my time with this because I want us to get this. I want us to get this very clear in Christ Temple North. We're not coming to church because it's Sunday. We're coming to church to grow, to make us better men and women. Do you understand it? You know, I'm hearing so much about young people today in schools and what young people are doing. And the reason young people are walking in darkness is we come out of dark households. And we need to change that. And we can't change that unless those that are over those households are in charge of those children get, in the, get out of their coffin. And I say, make it plain for me, Pastor. Make it plain. The fruit sometimes doesn't fall very far from the tree. So we're going to make a change in Christ Temple North. I'm talking to you all in Christ Temple North. Then we have to get our lives together. Does that make sense? And once we get our lives together and we wake up and we climb out of that coffin, then we can start building. But now I want to do something else here. Uh, go ahead and read that, please, the awakening. The spiritual awakening is allowing yourself to be open and inviting the living spirit of God. Let's see we got to invite the living Spirit of God. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit. It is time for us to do what? Invite the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, he gives us what? A spiritual awakening. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And we must invite the love of God to enter our hearts. And we got to invite the love of God to enter our hearts. Let me tell you the biggest lie that's ever told. President Trump has nothing to do with what's going on. Do y'all know that? He has no influence what he says it does with what goes on in my heart or nobody else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do y'all get it? There's nothing, no one else should have the power to change the way you are as a human being and the way you think of other people because it's about who you are in your heart. Do you understand? And so we, we, not we, people look for excuses to blame other people. You see this prejudice and racism and, and religious and all these things that's dividing us up is because we as a people haven't listened to the scriptures and allowed the Holy Spirit to baptize us and to come into our hearts and give us the love that we need and respect and integrity for one another. Do you agree with that? And it needs to start with the church. All right. You see, some people don't go to church because they work with church folk. All right. I ain't got to say nothing else to add to that. All right. Here here we go. All right. Spiritual awakening also is the moment when God awakens your soul. When God awakens your soul. There's an old thing in the scripture. I love to say it. There's a song about it. It is well with my soul. You see? 
when God awakens your soul, it just makes you feel better about yourself. And when you feel better about yourself, you feel better about other people. All right? Gives you a new perception and awareness of the world around you. And it gives, this is a, I'm glad to be an African-American in the United States of America. And I'm aware of what goes around me. You know what's around me? Beauty. Success. I don't know where y'all live. You see what I'm saying? It's what's around me that influences me, not what's going on outside of me. That's That's what a spiritual awakening will do with you. All right? I know I'm telling you the truth. And look at somebody and say, I'm glad that I, I see you through the eyesights of God. I'm glad that I see you through the eyesights of God. And somebody say that to me. <laughs> you, I'm good. If you see me through the eyesights of God, I know I got it going on. Yeah, because he thought enough about me to put me in the royal family. What about you? According to this, right? But you gotta, your soul has to change. It has to change down deeper than your mind. It has to get down into your soul. All right? You see, mothers, I love mothers. You know why I love mothers? They're the only people that work their behinds off for years and get one day. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. They're just as happy. My kids went to church with me today. They took me out to dinner today. That ought to be every week. Uh, when somebody has to give you a day to pre- show your love and appreciation for another person, you in a coffin, a spiritual coffin. Do you understand? Okay. All right, so we're going to finish reading step 12. Is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice. Now listen, when you get, what we're supposed to do is say practice. Practice. You remember when you was in school, it's a, you practice, practice, practice. You know, you ought to, in sports, you know, they always talk about practice, practice. And when you do your spelling little card, you remember you put those things on there? And you practice, practice, practice. The first, the person that practiced the most, the person is gonna, this person is gonna be the most successful. The problem of it with the Christian world today, we're not, we're not practicing the morals and principles of the gospel. It's an everyday thing, not an every now and then thing. We have to practice this. We have to open this Bible up and look at the, the spiritual principles and the spiritual awakenings and the spiritual revelation that God has given us through these words and practice them. In other words, you've got to put it in your life. You can't talk about it. You've got to be about it. Right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. And that's exactly what it says, to practice these principles in all our affairs. In all our affairs. Say that. In all our affairs. And everything that we do, we need to practice the principles of God in everything. It'll take all the abuse out of the homes. Yeah, it will. It'll take, whether it be sexual, mental, spiritual, whatever it is, physical, it would, take, it would change. If we, do you know how many people, all the people in this country that call themselves Christians, we wouldn't have all these issues if they would practice it. Right? right? We wouldn't have all this. Can, can I keep going? Somebody said yes. yes. They clap yes. We wouldn't have all these divorces if we would practice these principles. Yes. Right? You understand? We wouldn't have all these people incarcerated if we would practice these principles, right? Because there are some good people incarcerated because the fruit of the tree that they fell off was, was defiled. That's right. You didn't get that? Didn't I just tell you all the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree? If you're not careful, that bitter fruit from that bitter tree becomes bitter as a child and they don't have a chance. And that's why we got to practice these principles in everything that we do. All right? 
and practice is to carry out or perform or exercise an activity or skill in order to improve or maintain one's excellence. And remember, what, what do we do in this church? We practice, we strive for excellence. Isn't that right? That's right. And we try to be perfect. Is that right? And we use old Lombardi's thing. We're going to try for perfection and to be perfect, and the less we can ever be is excellent. Does that make sense? And the way we do that is that we practice these principles. We practice this gospel. You can't talk this gospel. We've got to practice this gospel. You see what I'm saying? I was talking to the guys today, and I want this on there. I'm glad you recorded it. And if our members get upset, they can get up there. We got some people that are not at church today on Mother's Day, which is a special day playing soccer. You're a little bit of kid out there playing soccer on Mother's Day. Was there, and they can't come to me and say, what? When they, when they scheduled it, you know what day that was. You should have said, my kid is not playing on this day. This day's too important for my little eight, nine-year-old, 12-year-old to be out someplace running up and down the field when the very person that he or she should be honoring is sitting in church. It's totally ridiculous. So, yeah. Right. Have no other what before me? So when we practice these principles, having no other gods before me, that's sports too. And I'm a coach. Do you understand what I'm saying? I love you mothers. I mean, it's something that you put yourself on the line for your children and these weak husbands and fathers will deny you of a special day because they're not practicing the principles. God first, family second, and everything else goes after that. All right. Now turn to Proverbs 24. Nobody's going to leave church because I said that, are you? You're going to be mad at me, are you? Remember, if you're mad, don't get mad at me and don't like me, don't die. All right. In Proverbs, it tells us, by wisdom, a house is built. So we, we, we use, when we have a special revelation uh, with God, when we have that intimacy with God, then we build our homes, our house on what? On wisdom. All right. And through understanding, it is established. And through understanding of these principles, we establish our homes. Am I making any kind of sense? Yes. Right. All right. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. And then we have a beautiful life in our rooms. He's using this as a parable here. You see, we need to build our house on what? Wisdom. Well, you can't have wisdom if you're sleeping. You got to wake up. And if you wake up, you, can't, you still can't build unless you have a spiritual revelation. And if you don't have, when you build something, you got to have what? A diaphragm or a diagram to fill out. There it is. In here will help you figure out any situation in your life. All right? That's right. I'm living a good life, and I'm just so happy. I went to my granddaughter's, first granddaughter's graduation on Friday, and it was just really awesome. And uh, just to watch uh, my daughter, my daughter who, at one, uh, who was homeschooling and uh, done a good job, and I was so proud of the parents who were up there talking about uh, their students. They do it different in homeschool. You, the parents give the, when they talk about the kid. And I watched uh, these parents were so happy with those kids, but the happiest person in there was me because my daughter got her first child through homeschool and took college course, courses, and it's 4.3. Yeah. Right. right. But my daughter had an incredible mother, has an incredible mother, and then an outstanding father. But anyway, I had to put that in evidence. <laughs> well, I have to be outstanding. I'm going to teach y'all something because y'all ain't smart. I'm going to tell you how smart I am. 
if they, my daughter had a wonderful, beautiful mother, she's got to be out. She married me, so I got to be outstanding, right? That's right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's a wise woman. Come on here. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I like laughing and having fun, but it's it's. But my daughter's principles, uh, Marco's principles, are solid as a rock, and Tyrone and that family is solid. They are solid people, and so they have solid children. All right, you can't do that on your own. You've got to have some help. That's right. right? All right. Don't get mad because to say this, Pastor, I'd have been a parent. Just say that I would have been a better parent if I'd have knew better. That gets you off the hook. Come on, let's go. So now we're going to read from Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. And puts them into what? Practice. The Bible tells you. You've got to put it into practice. That's right. What are you? Went to, I went to church today. What did you learn? Well, such as, put it into practice. You've got to put it into practice. Come on, folks. I'm only going to be about 20 minutes because I'm so excited about handing off stuff, all right? <laughs> all right? I'm, I always like Mother's Day because I get a chance to greet the mothers. I love that. But we're going to get something out of it. It doesn't take all day to get this. That's right. Question is, what are you practicing in your home? What are you practicing in your life? Which book that you're reading, or now y'all got all these phones and uh, internet, what are you getting? And what are you practicing when you get it? That's what the question is today. All right? So when you practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So when you practice, you're like a wise woman who builds her house upon a rock. That's right. All right? So when the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Because it was built upon a rock. Now let me tell everybody out here. When you build your life on Christ, when all hell breaks loose, you can still stand That's right. because you're on a solid foundation. That's right. You understand what it is? You can make it, but you got to be built on something. Quit blaming the church. Church is overrated. You ain't in here but once a week, some of you, and then some people twice a week. It's this book. When you build your life on this book, I'm telling you, because stuff is going to happen to you. When stuff have the wind comes, and it say the wind was going to come, and the rains and the storm comes, yes. that's life. That's right. But you'll be able to stand because you built it on a solid foundation. That's and right. young people in here, the younger you start it, the easier it is to go through life. You, you understand what I'm saying? You see, you don't want to be like some of us in here that had to do some remodeling. That's right. All right. And he tells us if we hear these words and do not put them into practice, we are like a foolish man. So the Bible says if you hear the words and don't put them into practice, you're like a foolish man. You had a spiritual awakening. The, the, the step says uh, you've got to practice these principles and build your life on something strong. That's right. All right? I can guarantee you something. Say, what is that, Pastor? Right. Trouble will find you. That's right. Trouble will find you. Prepare yourself to be on a solid foundation. When it comes, you won't fall apart. That's right. All right? In Philippians 4, verse 1, 8, and 9, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm. Stand what? You can't stand firm if you ain't stand, got nothing to stand firm on. That's right. When you stand firm, you're standing on the gospel. That's 
Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, that's right. Unmovable. Stand firm. All right? We are to stand firm in the Lord in this way. Whatever is true. We only deal with what's true. That's right. And that's a painful thing sometimes. That's right. To deal with what is the truth and what is true. All right? Am I what doing all right? Yeah. I'm getting close. Whatever is noble. Whatever is what? Noble. Yes. That's right. what we deal with. Whatever's right, that's what we deal with. That's right. All right? And whatever is pure. And whatever is pure, that's how we live. All right? Whatever is lovely. And whatever is lovely. Admirable. Admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. We deal with anything that's what? Excellent, excellent or praiseworthy. praiseworthy. If it ain't excellent or praiseworthy, we don't deal with it. That's right. Wouldn't that solve your problems? Yes. All right, I have no clue where I'm at. We're in verse Okay. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me. And Paul wrote the letter, and Paul says, whatever you've learned and received from me, put it into practice. Practice it. All right? And if we do that, the God of peace will be with us. And if we do that, the God of peace will be with us. That's right. Say amen to that. Amen to that. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. All right. Some people say, I don't do a long one because I get to get all these wonderful hugs. <laughs>